You're listening to Sibling Talk, commentary from a progressive point of view. Now here are your hosts, John Paulette and Mary Jo Tumer. Hello, I'm John Paulette. And I'm Mary Jo <laughs> Tumer, watching as we talk, John, uh, to Biden's motorcade. That's How right. exciting is this? Just so our listeners know, we're recording this on Wednesday morning, so it is before the inauguration. Uh, Donald Trump has already left. Biden is on his way over. He went to uh, Mass, uh, Catholic Mass at the Cathedral of St. Matthew, where he sang, here we are all together, as we sang our song, because there's like a folk mass. You know? Did they play the mass? Because I, I went and no. took my walk this morning, too, so I could have have the excuse of sitting on my rear end all day watching this. Yeah, no, they did not play the mess. Somebody, for some reason, had a camera a little bit, but I think they kicked him out. Uh, So, no, it wasn't uh, wasn't there. But we're seeing people streaming in. Uh, I just saw Bernie Sanders in a very sensible coat, like you would wear in Vermont. Not the kind of coat won by billionaires or millionaires at all. I saw Bernie Sanders, too, and I thought, Bernie looks like he's going to the grocery store. Yeah, absolutely. I love that uh, Tim Kaine had a um, uh, stocking cap on that said TKVA, so people from above (laughs) would would know who he he was. And and I was thinking, I'm going to shorten this story because it's not that important. Many, many, many years ago at a theater I worked at, there was uh, kind of a big celebration that was going to uh, go on. And there had just been a play and the play had been a little bit troubled. Uh, and so as we came up to the celebration, there was one actress and really kind of a lead actress who made a big deal that because of all the problems, she would not go to that celebration. And there was a lot of fracas about this. It's kind of hard to imagine why there was a fracas. She did not go, but the celebration went on and we all had a good time, and I don't remember even anybody mentioning that she was not there. And, of course, that's in my mind because I think Donald Trump thought we were going to be upset that he's not there, and I don't think anybody cares. No, I think it probably is better because then no one's worrying about him or looking at him, and, you know, he commands the camera. So before we go on to like, maybe this is more or less important thing. This is just a feminist (laughs) comment, which is why is it in 2021 that all these accomplished women still feel the need to wear high heels? Something I know you've never done, but they're so uncomfortable to walk and stand in and I would really appreciate this. I thought Kamala Harris actually might wear slacks and flats or at least boots or flats. So as I watch them now walk up the Capitol steps, um, I know it's fashionable, but as a woman, especially with feet problems, I'm like, I can't, I can't take my eyes off that because it just looks like you know, in the case of a riot, you two aren't getting out of yeah, there. Because <laughs> you can't run fast enough in those Absolutely. <laughs> I, I am feeling a little awkward on your comment that I've never worn. But, <laughs> please, 
Please don't confess. Yeah, this is the wrong point. The the real point of what uh, we wanted to talk about is uh, Joe Biden's speech. And if we were the speechwriters, if we were the advisors, what would you want Joe Biden to say? You want to jump off on that? Yeah, so I've been thinking a lot about this because the easy way is the unity empathy thing. We know that, right? He did the empathy thing last night um, at the Lincoln Memorial with that COVID uh, memorial that was stunning, beautiful, and as Nicole Wallace said, broke us all open. I, and I was just sobbing when I watched. It was like the whole country needed a good cry. And actually when that, um, I didn't know who that singer was, Yolanda Jones, but she, when she started singing Alleluia, that Leonard Cohen uh, song, I thought this is so beautiful and we needed that. So that's the almost the easy stuff, the low hanging fruit. What I would like to hear Biden talk about is one, our best days are ahead of us. And you may think that's easy too, but I think many Americans are wondering whether our best days are behind us. I think he needs to speak to why um, what's coming is better than what's past. And also that we are not let this last four years. Because the other thing I think we're wondering is like, we say, oh, we're not, that's not us. We're not that uh, country. We're not that America. I think a lot of us have been wondering, yikes, maybe we are that country because look at what we've spawned. But I also think part of what he has to talk about is that accountability that we can't forget that what happened on the 6th, even if he doesn't mention it specifically, and the disruption, the racism, all those things, we have to start to move past that, beyond that, hold those people accountable and move forward to a a better day. That's what I'd like to hear. How about you? Uh, you know, I'd like a really unusual speech. And what I would like, it has become customary to tell the American people what he, as the president, uh, plans to do. And even even if that's not like, you know, I'm going to increase the economy and so forth, uh, it's I'm going to try and unite uh, unite them. I would like to hear him break from that and say, I am not going to promise you things today. I'm going to ask some things of you. And I think this is a time in 2021 where we as Americans have got to change and we have got to get our eyes off ourself and our selfishness. And we've got to ask some things of ourselves and of others. And I've got three things specifically. First, I am going to ask you, as a country, we have to end this pandemic. And we know from scientists that it's not the vaccine that's going to do it. We have to do it. And that means put a mask on. Observe the uh, isolation, the stay in place. Do those things that, frankly, had we done them some months ago, we would not be in this uh, position. When you're offered the vaccine, get it, get vaccinated. But please, not for me, 
not for liberals, not for Democrats, not for anybody, but for the nation, I'm asking you, do that. Second thing I'm going to ask you, you're going to have to painfully listen and talk to each other. And he could address this to me, John Paulette, as well. I find it very, very difficult to listen to anybody on the right, frankly, to any Republican. And uh, I understand that. And I can recognize that in in myself. But we're going to have to change the way this conversation goes on. And one last quick one. I've been, I know I've gone on for a while on it. Ask the country to begin a national commitment of service to others. You know, I don't really know who said this originally. Uh, I used to hear uh, Governor Pat Quinn of uh, Illinois quoted all the time. He would say, service is the rent we pay for the privilege of living on this earth. Somebody else said it uh, originally, and I kind of suspect it was Shirley Chisholm. But if we ask Americans and kept asking to commit themselves to a year, years of service, I think we could change the country. So that's what I would like to hear from uh, uh, Joe Biden, is put some demands on Americans. That, wow, that would be awesome, John. That's the ask not what your country can do for you. Yeah, it really is. Approach. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and we remember from John Kennedy that if you asked Americans to name one line from a... Um, inaugural address besides American carnage, they would go to that line, wouldn't they? Yeah, I think, especially for modern presidents, you know, I mean, obviously, Biden could do the malice toward none line of that was um, what you call it, second inaugural, Lincoln's second inaugural. And there is a place for that as well. But you know, historically, the question is, was there enough accountability after the Civil War? So that's why I think that he needs to be the leader of the accountability. So, yeah, we can say, as as you texted this morning, Trump was pathetic when he left. Um, but everybody, you know, on their way to jail is a little pathetic. Um, but what he wrought, what, you know, the Republicans have wrought, we, we have to pull those, the, that rot, uh, that different rot, different spelling, you know, what's happened, it has to get pulled out. And how do we do that if we pretend it didn't happen? And that's what I'm afraid of. So he doesn't have to make it the core of his speech, but I think at some point he owes it to all of us who have suffered and are now being told, um, just get over it. Well, I know. I mean, I agree with you exactly on that. And the analogy uh, that I've been thinking about is, you know, if we have a wound on our leg, we want to heal that wound. I agree with you, Senator Lindsey Graham. We should heal that wound. But before you do that, You've got to get the infection and everything out of it. You can't just leave it there. And and frankly, watching you know the wind up to uh, uh, the um, inauguration this morning, and the senators walk in, and I saw Senator Ted Cruz walk in, and I thought, how dare you? How dare you walk uh, out onto that stage? You owe us 
some accountability. Whether or not you got to be kicked out of the Senate, you at a minimum owe us to stand up and say, I am sorry, I was wrong. And bring your buddy Josh Holly along with you. But, you know, it's a great, um, as you say that, and that I think is what I'm thinking. On the other hand, when I'm watching this, is it's, you know, on live TV, it is the thing that is great about the United States, that after all we've been through, even in the last few weeks, that all these people can come together, even in a sense, the Ted Cruz's and support this peaceful transition of power. So Trump is gone. That's just, he's yesterday's news. Now, how are we going to move forward to, to, you know, build the country, build back better, as, as uh, Biden would say. You know, one of the things that um, I've been thinking a lot about as well, and this has to do with kind of the reckoning as opposed to the accountability, is um, a conversation which I guess is what Clinton did, and that wasn't effective, but a commission or something, to understand how um, the racism that it has infected our country, in a sense, let us get to where we are um, these last four years. And could Biden, who owes his presidency to African-American and owes the Senate to African-Americans, say in this speech today, listen, I owe you as a people and we owe you as a people and we are going to figure out a way to be to move on. This is not political correctness for the soul of our nation. We must solve this because every single thing that we touch is infected by it from the coronavirus to economic inequality to educational inequality Every part of the United States is poisoned by our racist history and racist present. I, no, I think you're exactly right. I, actually, I think you, you've hit that so exactly right. And I would like to hear it from I would like to hear him say, we were a nation founded on slavery. That is our shame. It's our continued shame. When we got rid of slavery uh, legally after the Civil War, we simply put in new forms of slavery. Those have endured. Free voting for all Americans, even with some cautions on that, is only about 50 years old. So today, as I stand here next to an African-American woman who will be the vice president of, of this country and be in line right behind me, I call on us to thank uh the people of color who helped to put me here. We thought that Barack Obama would lead us into a post-racial world. That did not happen. But let us make a commitment today to do it. Let's do that. Yeah, I'd like to hear that. Beautiful, John. Yeah. That was a beautiful way to end this segment of Sibling Talk. Everybody enjoy the day. Everybody enjoy couch. the day. You know what actually I'm going to do? I'm so excited about this. I'm going to put my winter coat on, and it looks a lot like Bernie's. <laughs> I'm not kidding. And I'm going to take my iPad, and I'm going to go out and sit on the front porch and freeze my buns off and watch the <laughs> inauguration. And when people walk by my house in Oak Park, Illinois, 
they'll say, you know, as he's gotten older, he's he's gotten a little pixelated. <laughs> so what I won't do is put on a pair of high heels and pantyhose and a coat, and but I will wear pearls. Okay. So, can you even, go America. Can you even <laughs> buy pantyhose anymore? Oh, sure. Okay. All right. If you want to wear them with your heels. <laughs> okay. I may go by and get a pair. All right. Talk, talk to you later. <laughs> Sibling Talk is a JMP production. Theme song by David Paulette.